this is the reason why the bridge exists. The, the bridge, like on a Wednesday night, what, what we're trying to do, what we want everything to, to be about is for you to just love Jesus more. Like simply, like that's, that's the simplest thing that I could put in there. Like I want you to, to hear about Jesus. I want you to know about Jesus. I want you to love him more. I want you to make friends, and I want you to have a whole lot of fun while you do it. Like that's, that's simply kind of why we exist. And so we don't just want you in the room to have that. We want your friends that maybe don't know Jesus, your, your friends that do know Jesus. Like we want those people, we want everyone, every single student uh, that we uh, can to hear about Jesus, love him more, make friends, and have fun while we're doing it. And friends, like this is like every single thing that we do is, is about this. So every single message that's going to be preached is about like having us hear about Jesus to the point where you want to know and love him more. Uh, like our check-in team is about you knowing and loving Jesus more. Like they're not just friendly on accident. Like they're intentionally the friendliest people you could meet so that you could be like, wow, if you're, how much kinder and nicer is God? Like I want to love Jesus more because of the check-in team. Your small groups and your family time and things like that, like th those are designed so that like you can experience belonging, you can experience acceptance, you can experience just friendship in a way so that you can be curious and be like, oh wow, if you guys are kind and accepting and welcoming, then how much more is Jesus? But this last thing too, like we have this thing that we call worship, that we des designate time every single week. And of course, the, I love the question that was asked like in your small groups, it's like, why do we do that? Are we doing it just to check a box or are we doing it with a purpose and friends? Like the purpose behind worship is for you to know and love Jesus more. And like, again, like just going back to what is the heart of everything. I want you to know and love Jesus more. And I want you to know how much Jesus loves you and how one of those things, again, in this whole series of the good life, how you can have life to the full how you can love Jesus more is through worship. It's through singing songs of praise and thanks and, and all these cool things. Worship is a way that we can love Jesus more. And so then a lot of times, if you ever heard a message over worship, then what will happen is a lot of times they'll use this example and, and compare it to sports, okay? I know some people are sports people and some people hate sports, and, and, but it's always used when we're talking about um, worship because they think, like they, they say, hey, if you ever see a competition or Chiefs Stadium or something like that, you know, when they score, they're all crazy, they're hyped, they're throwing their hands up, they're singing, they're, they're going crazy. So if you can do that about the Chiefs, then why can't you do that about Jesus? And I understand the point. Like, I get what they're saying. It's not a, it's not a bad illustration. They bring up a valid point, but like, I don't want to just show into, hey, like, why should we sing? Well, it's just because if you can be excited about one thing, why can't you be excited about the other thing? Like, again, I get what they're saying, but I would much rather kind of go a, kind of the longer approach, and I want you to, to think back to why we exist. I want you to just know God and then love him more, and then let everything else about our lives then reflect that. And so here's what we're going to do. This is going to be the big idea. So it's the whole message in one sentence. As, as we're talking about singing, as we're talking about why do we do it, why do some people like lift their hands, why do some people like all these things. Like, one, it's, it's not just so that we love God more. 
But there is a joy that comes from singing and worshiping. So the big idea is this. You cannot have life to the full or the good life without worship. You can't have the good life without worship. And so what we're going to do is we are going to look at God's word and we're going to see one of probably my favorite passages of all time. So if you have a Bible either on your phone or on, on the, in the seat or something like that, um, we're going to go to the book of Psalms chapter 95. Um, Psalms chapter 95. It, Psalms is the biggest book in your Bible. So there's 150 chapters, so it should be pretty easy. And it's kind of right in the middle, so you can kind of go there. But it's literally like almost a soundtrack of 150 different songs written for literally people back then to sing. They would sing these words. And so then in Psalms 95, starting in verse 1, this is what it says. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Verse 3. For the Lord God is a great God and a king above all gods. So you can see that's like lowercase g, depending on the version that you use and stuff. That's just talking about anything created, any idol you could possibly imagine. Like God is even over those things. In verse 4, and in his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about three quick observations about these seven verses. And the first observation we see when it comes to worship from here is that worship is an invitation. Worship is an invitation. I I don't want you to ever hear from, from us, hey, you need to sing. Come on, start singing. Hey, you need to raise your hands. Hey, eyes. Hey, you need to kneel and bow down. Like, 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 I don't want you to hear these as commands being like, this is what you need to do. I want you to hear that this is an invitation. Hey, let's sing. Hey, would you want to come sing with me? And if you don't want to sing, maybe you're new to the whole God thing, and you, you're like, this is the weirdest part of a Wednesday night. Like, why, why are people doing this? Like, I'm so glad that you're here, and I want you to be super curious about why we're doing this. And if, if you're also just in this mood of like, I'm just angry, I can't sing, I don't want to sing or anything like that, that's totally fine. I just ask that you're just respectful and quiet. Don't be disruptive while we're doing it. But I want you to know in the room right now, worship is an invitation from God. But the second thing that we see here in, in these seven verses is that worship is a response to joy. Second thing we see is that worship is a response to joy. And you know this completely even outside of the Bible. That like singing and and worshiping, like like worship is kind of this generic word. It doesn't just have to be with singing. But praising, lifting up hands, like going crazy and stuff is just a response to us being excited. Like the sports analogy is there. Like even like blind people who have never seen like people like lift, lift their hands when they do something, still lift their hands when like they accomplish something, when they are excited. When you're clean in the house and like in a, it's a good mood, the sun's shining, the, all the smells are just perfect and stuff, like we're singing while we're cleaning stuff. We're singing while we're, we're doing that. If you're in the car and you're just jamming on the way to go do something awesome, like we're singing in the car. Like worship is just a natural response to us being really excited about something. So then, thinking about worshiping God, why 
do we sing? Singing should be based off of a reason that we should be excited. There, we, there's something we should be excited about. And in these seven verses, we see a list of things that the author of this psalm literally gives us. He says, hey, we should sing to God because he's the rock of our salvation, because he has done things that we should be grateful for. That's what he's talking about with uh, Thanksgiving. Because he is a great God above every idol we can imagine, because he's the one that's created the universe, the highest points, the lowest points, the dry land, the wet land, like he's created everything. And it goes even to saying like, he's the one who's created us. Did y'all see that sunset today? Oh my, we're in the one on Monday too? Like, man, like, like God's been putting out bangers this week. He made those things. So when we like go crazy about like, oh my word, like, oh, where, where's Brian? I was, literally, I was literally with Brian and we're driving back from the coffee shop and I'm just like, look at the sunset, bro. Like we're in mid conversation and I'm just like, bro, but look at the sunset, bro. Like, and it just keeps getting better. Like, it, it's crazy. Like God made that. God is the creator of all of these things. He's the creator of you. And, and it even finishes in, in verse 7. It says that we are God's people. Friends, like, like this, is, this is my question to you, and only you can answer this. I want you to think about this. But who is God to you? Is God just some guy? He's just the Sunday thing. He's just the Wednesday night thing. He's just the, 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 the verse in the bio thing. He's the thing that, like, your mom has this weird cross with some verses. I don't even think it's in the Bible, but it, it sounds encouraging, um, like, on, on the wall in the house. Like, is God just some guy? Or is God your creator and savior and Lord? The one who, in spite of all of the sin and rebellion that we have all committed, he, he came to the earth to die for you. Do you know God like that? Like, do you, do you think God owes you salvation? Or, or do we think, like, wow, I don't deserve this? How excited are you about knowing God? That's my question. Who, who is God to you? Have you experienced the blessings and, and all these amazing things that God has given you like sunsets and air conditioning and chick-fil-a and like all these great things like have you thanked god for that and so see god the way that he deserves to be seen like we 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 appreciate all the things that he's done we know that he has saved us we know that he has rescued us he's he's created us then our response what we see from these verses is we should sing songs loudly we should sing songs loudly. We should sing songs of thanking him for things. We should sing um, just like there, there's a physical response to this. And, and actually, this is the third observation, that, that worship can be expressive. And physical components of that should be natural. Now, this is the part where it's the most controversial, the most kind of debated, it's the most uncomfortable part about the message. As soon as we start talking about worship, especially if you've grown up in church, there's the, the physical part, and that's why I loved asking this question in small groups of like, hey, how do you feel when people like, like do this? And why do some people do this, some people do this, some people do this, some people do this, some people do this? And I'm, I was like, like, like what's, what's the whole point behind it? Why do people do it? And I'll, I'll let you know this. Like, so personally, I grew up in a church that was the most kind of conservative traditional church you could imagine. So we're singing songs. We're not even like, if, you, if it was on the radio, we didn't sing it. Um, it had to be in the hymnal book. Um, there was no TVs to follow along because we had the, the, the words on the book to read. And so we're singing Amazing Grace 
like this. And so it's amazing grace, how sweet that, like it's the most professional, maybe tame. I don't want to be disrespectful of it, but there's this, that, that's the background that I came from in. You know, we're, we're doing hands in the pockets for sure. And there's some of y'all that maybe went to churches, have gone to churches or so, where it is not at all like that. You got maybe people like laying on the ground. You have people running around the room, people dancing. There's churches that have flags and they're, they're waving it around and everything like that. It's just a simple expression of being like, hey, like we just love Jesus. And, and there's everything else in between. There's like this, this like our church discovers on, on Sunday, it's this kind of almost like happy medium where it's like you got some people and if you do it, like no one's looking at you weird, but if you don't do it, no one's also looking at you weird and stuff. But friends, what we can see from, from these just seven verses is not a, a command of thou shalt lift your hands in worship. Like we don't, we don't see that. We see an invitation to worship God, and just physical responses are just part of it. So again, you will never hear me say, you need to do this. It's an invitation of, come do this. Come worship the Lord with me. Let's, let's go. And if you don't just want to look at these seven verses, then, then, then listen to this. This is Psalm 63, 4. So I will bless you as long as I live in your name. I will lift up my hands. Psalms 95, 6, we, we just read it, but there's this whole other part that says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord. Psalms 134, 2, I lift my hands uh, to the holy place and bless the Lord. Need one more. Psalms 141, 2, let my prayer be con- uh, counted as incense before you and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. This is not a command, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to just be like, hey, I want you to just enjoy the times we have set apart every single week to talk to God in a really poetic way. Like, we can list off a bunch of reasons why, like what happens like uh, psychologically and even physically when we sing. Like there's a reason why like we actually do like feel good about it. And, and so like, that part is true, but I just want to just be as simple as possible tonight and just invite you to be like, hey, just worship the Lord. Have fun while you worship him. And if that leads you to then, like, kneel while you sing, it leads you to, you know, dance around like you're at a concert or something like that, do it. There's verses for it. I got it, you know. If that leads you to lift your hands up, go for it. If that means that you're crying in the middle of it and you can't say anything, go for it. Like, this is the craziest part. There's, it's super generic, but I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page of just like, hey, I just want to invite you. Just have fun while you worship the Lord. Um, how many of y'all, just raise your, hand if you, uh, raise your hand if you went to camp this last summer with us at, at the bridge, okay? I think that is, yeah, it's about... Um, fun fact, um, we're getting to announce camp in a couple weeks in January, so boom, 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 yeah, 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 oh man, we're so excited, but, but, we're talking about this camp, like last year, like this, this year, um, I don't know what it was, but it was probably around Wednesday, Thursday, you know, something like late Wednesday, early Thursday or so, um, there's just this shift where our whole group was like, okay, there's something different going on, like some, some, 
students, some churches are going crazy in the mosh pit and stuff down front. They're sprinting to the front and stuff. And some people, like, everyone's lifting your hands. It's like, you know, I get it. Like, we read the room. We'd be like, okay, I'm not going to do it first course. I'm going to wait after the bridge into the last course, and then I might get a little, you know. But, man, I'll tell you what, at camp, though, camp Wednesday night, like, Thursday morning, bro, like, we're crying. We got both hands in the air, like. And what was the result? No one was forcing anyone to lift your hands up. But if you were to ask anyone, it was a special kind of joy that you really can only get from singing and adding a physical component, like lifting your hands, closing your eyes, stopping. And so then on the first week we came back, man, like worship on that, that following Wednesday, if you remember, Bro, like we were all like we we all like came down front, like we're doing living hope, and we're just like, oh my gosh, let's go again, let's do, you know, oh dude, it was so fun. And then we got back into our rhythm. And again, I'm not up here being like, okay, come on, come on, guys, like you need to raise your hands, lift your hands. You will never hear us talk about counting hands raised like at the scoreboard. I ain't up here telling you this is a command. It's an invitation. Because especially if you were there at camp and if you were there the following week, there's just a joy that you can't explain it. I can't explain it. I really can't explain it. But you knew it if you did it. So all I'm saying is I want you to worship God and I want you to have so much fun while you're doing it. But genuinely, this is really only going to come if you see God the way that he really is. The one that's just out there painting that sunset. He's the one that has blessed you with every good and kind gift, especially saving you from your sins. If you have never, like, talked to someone about what does it look like for Jesus to save you of your sin, then, like, after we're done singing, I want you to find literally any leader, and they'd be more than happy to talk to you about that. But what we're going to do is I'm going to pray. And then we're going to transition to a time where we're going to worship. I don't want you to worry about what other people are thinking. Close your eyes if you're worried about that. That way you, you, you don't know. I want you to have fun. I want you to be fired up and gassed up about who God is. I promise you, like, if you want the good life, you want life and you want to have it to the full, worship's got to be a part of it. Heavenly Father, you are so amazing. Thank you for the sunset tonight. Thank you for heat and air conditioning on the inside. And God, thank you so much for every single person, every student, every leader here. You have done so many amazing and wonderful and kind things. Your word says that you created the mountains and God, you created the valleys and you created the seas, you created the dry land and you are our rock. You are the rock of our salvation, and we are your people. God, like, it's all yours. Like, you're, you're the creator and author of everything. And so I just pray, like, that just in this time, that when, as we sing to you, you would just be great as we sing. It would be a joyful noise to you. God, I pray that as we sing, we would get so much joy. You would get all of the glory. And just the people that don't know you, they would just get really pleased with you. 
what the heck we're doing. We love you, God, so much. In Jesus' name.